Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we give a salute to service. It's Memorial Day, so we got to do it, right? Plus, we'll talk a little Jimmy G as well. It's all coming up on Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, May 29th, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest edition of the show. If you're checking us out on YouTube, that's because of my guy Ari. Many thanks to my dude. Does a great job each and every day making sure we're up on YouTube looking good and sounding good. You can check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can always hit me up on Twitter as well, at your boy Q254. Or if you want to be a part of the show, the Locked On Raider Podcast voicemail line is always wide open like some old school TV antenna, 707 654 Four six nine three. Today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast on this Memorial Day is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started. Got a lot to get to on today's show, but it's not going to be a normal uh, show like we usually have. And I've kind of gone back and forth on this one only because there was a lot of news that came out over the weekend having to do with Raider quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. But I overruled my own decisions because I realized we could talk about Jimmy Garoppolo all week long. And I really think that having a salute to service show is more important. And on my radio show on Friday, I was blessed to have a killer show, just an an amazing show that was all salute to service. Uh, I just had a hell of a lineup. I'll tell you right now, former NFL player, former Green Beret, Nate Boyer was on the show. Former Raiders running back, Napoleon McCallum was on the show. Uh, Gabriella Rice, a.k.a. Lucille. You see her on uh, on Twitter all the time. You see her at uh, Allegiant Stadium all the time. Big Super Raider fan. My guy, Jess Estrada, Army Vet Jess, another big time uh, Raider fan, was on the show. John Arnold, a.k.a. Pegleg Raider. He was on the show as well. Uh, former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader was on the show. He was the Raiders 2022 Salute to Service nominee. He was on it. So it was all things military. So you're actually going to hear a couple of those interviews coming up on today's show. Before we get to that, though, I do want to go ahead and acknowledge what was going on and the, the news that rolled out over the weekend about Jimmy Garoppolo. And as I mentioned, we'll do some more deep dive in what it means for the Raiders moving forward starting on tomorrow's show. But uh, Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. I got to give him a lot of credit. Him and his people there, they, they do a heck of a job covering the NFL. And Mike Florio has the lawyer background, so he does a lot of deep diving and, and looking into contracts. And he came up with Jimmy G's contract and found out that he he did, in fact, fail his physical, which is something that's been talked about uh, quite a bit now. Uh, we knew that happened when when he didn't sign his uh, his contract the day he was supposed to sign his contract back in March, and it was actually another day. And, of course, it wasn't reported that right at the time that he had failed his physical, but we all knew that something wasn't right, right? And then, of course, we talked to head coach Josh McDaniels on OTAs, the days of OTAs last week on Thursday, and Jimmy Garoppolo was not available because he hasn't been cleared. Well, in fact, he did fail his physical, and the Raiders massively, and this is according to Mike Florio, massively reworked his contract. So basically, he had $11.25 million signing bonus. Uh, they, they got rid of that signing bonus, and basically it became uh, his, his, uh, just part of his base salary in 2023. And the deal, the, the bottom line of this is, if Jimmy G doesn't ever pass a physical, one, he'll never play for the Raiders, and two, they'll never have given him a dime. And, you know, I know it sounds a little extreme saying that he will never play for the Raiders. There's actually a possibility he might not ever play 
for the Raiders. I mean, that's just what, what it basically is. I mean, they made him sign uh, a waiver, a contract waiver. Uh, they put him a, a addendum in his uh, in his contract. It's called Addendum G. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. It's really deep diving. And like I said, you can go check out uh, Pro Football Talk. Uh, it basically says Garoppolo failed his physical. If he doesn't pass a physical by the time the season starts, the Raiders can move on at no cost. And so then what? Then what do the Raiders do at the quarterback position? So that's what we'll really deep dive into uh, coming up on Tuesday and throughout the course of the week as well. And I'm actually going to have Mike Florio on my radio show sometime this week to really break it down and talk about it. So excited about that. But again, want to do the Salute to Service show because I just think it's so important. I know a lot of people have Memorial Day off, and that's great, including myself. I don't have a, a, a local radio show to do today uh, because we're observing Memorial Day. But I always want to make sure that we remember why we're uh, having a three-day weekend and why we're observing Memorial day and there is a difference between veterans day and memorial day memorial day is for those to honor those who died in service to our country and veterans day are honoring the living the ones who uh, served in the armed forces but are still alive and with us but i like to just make sure we focus on the armed forces in general right the ones that we lost absolutely definitely want to make sure that we honor them want to honor their families as well because they can never get uh, that loved one back so uh, definitely you know dedicate that to them today but also I want to keep in our minds that we do keep our veterans and the ones that are still currently you know enlisted and and fighting for our freedoms want to make sure we keep them in our prayers and thoughts at all times as well so starting off our salute to service show today here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast uh, former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader again he was the Raiders 2020 to salute to service nominee he joined my radio show on friday unnecessary roughness radio nation radio 920 and we just started off talking about what memorial day meant to him what memorial day weekend meant to him in general uh that means that a lot of brave young men and women gave their life for us to be in this great country and do what we do there's no question about it i mean we have the best situation in the world as far as our day-to-day living and that that's because of the brave young and women that went out and fought for us yeah there's no doubt about that and jay you've been really on the forefront you've been uh you know the 2022 nominee for the salute to service for the raiders and you've worked with a lot of veterans how much pride do you take in just that relationship you have with the military oh i love it it's it's been one of the best things i've ever done in my life get involved with uh all these men and women in the military to be able to help them and just to, to readjust to the normal life when they come back um, from their duties and just to show them how much we do appreciate them. Again, Jay Schrader joins the show here on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, Jay, I remember being out there the day where the guys from the Nellis Air Force Base came down and basically had an NFL combine with the USAA. And guy, you were throwing guys touchdowns in the end zone, really making some soldiers day. But can you go back to that day and talk about how fun that was and how good of an experience it was? Oh, it was fun because, I mean, you got these guys that, you know, they don't get a chance to be on number one on an NFL fo- field at ever and then uh, to go through the drills that we do and uh, you know I was having as much fun as they were by throwing <laughs> passes I had some flashbacks you know um, <laughs> the good news is nobody hit me that day so it was good and then when you talk about these soldiers did anyone talk to you specifically about hey man this means so much to me because like you said these guys they don't get to experience being on an NFL field did anyone personally thank you just because they were so happy to be there oh they all did I mean it's it, I get more out of it than, than I give to them. I'm sure of that because, you know, they all come up to and they thank you for being there. And I'm just like, look, I was just a guy that threw a football for a living and, you know, got a chance to play and, and do what I love to do. You guys are out there dodging bullets to keep us free and to keep us safe. And uh, we appreciate everything that you've done. 
The NFL does such a great job when it comes to honoring the military flyover before games or, you know, the salute to service before games. How much does it mean to you when you see how active the organization that you played for supports our military? Oh, it, it means a lot. There's no question about it. Uh, it's, a, it's a blessing that they continue to recognize these young men and women. Uh, I hope they continue it for a long time, and I, I hope they do more. Uh, I think there's more to be done. There's no question about it. And uh, I just hope we find the, the avenues and, and the resources to help them when they come back after serving our country. Again, former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader joins us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Necessary Roughness talking about salute to service. And again, you were the 2022 nominee for the Raiders. How cool was that just to be recognized by the organization for your interactions and all the, all the work that you were doing with veterans? Well, it, it was very cool. There's no question about it. The best part for me uh, when the Raiders brought us to the game was getting my partner, who's an Army Ranger vet, uh, JP. He was there with me. He got to soak it in. And just to see the people interact with him and thank him for his service mm-hmm. and then to realize that this guy has gone out and completely flipped the script and is trying to help everyone uh, that he possibly can. Uh, it was a fantastic day, no question. What have you learned from him and other veterans that you interact with? Um, they've been through a lot more than we could ever imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's 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 unfortunate that we put these young men and women in, in harm's way and some of the things that, that they see and do, uh, you know, they're very fortunate, but there's a lot of them that, uh, uh, that's going to never go away and we've got to find a find a way to help them deal with that so they can come back and and be productive members of our society and to be honored for what they did yeah i agree with that 100 percent. again we're talking with jay schrader here on radio nation radio 920 and you know the thing about it is sometimes you need something to kind of put things in perspective and when you talk to a veteran and they start to open up about their experiences you start to realize that some of the problems that you think you have that are problems aren't really problems yeah. and so i think jay it helps open up our eyes as well to realize what's important and what really isn't at times Oh, there's no question. You know, I have a whole new meaning on day-to-day life because we are very fortunate. You know, we're not waking up with bombs going off, you know, in the middle of the night. We're not running out to see if, you know, this group or that group is after us. Uh, we're pretty fortunate to be able to put our head down on a bed and wake up in the morning and, and know that we're safe. No matter how big or small, what are some ways that you found out that you can help these veterans? Uh, any way possible. Uh, there's so many ways to help these veterans. Uh, they all need something, okay? And we do a lot with combat veterans. That's just kind of what the, the area that we've gone into just because of JP's background um, and trying to find a way to help them to cope with all the things that they've seen and done, uh, you know, around the world. And to come back here and go, hey, look, you know, you got to be retaught how to be a member of society because they're taught to think differently, act differently when they when they're in those situations. And uh, you know, it 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 really warms your heart when all of a sudden, you know, somebody comes back and they go through a program, whether it's our program or somebody else's program, and you see them make strides uh, within themselves to be the person they want to be. And that's the blessing that I get out of it every time. Is there anything that you guys are currently doing right now, maybe even actively this weekend or, or something that you guys have done recently where you're out in the community and, and, uh, you know, you kind of want to put some attention to it. 
Uh, there's not anything, you know, currently we're, we're, we had our big fall gala. We're going to probably end up doing another golf tournament uh, coming up and okay. things like that. You know, we're not, we're kind of the opposite. We're not out in the public eye a lot. We're, we're trying to help each individual that we possibly can. And that's where we devote our time and, uh, we try to make that work the best we can. No, that's good. I mean, again, everything that you can do, anything that we can do is always always a blessing, no matter how big, right. like DeMond said, no big or small. Well, Jay, you always have us as an outlet. If you ever need it, get the word out or want us to pass along a message, you know where to find us. We definitely appreciate you. Thanks for giving us some time this afternoon. I appreciate you guys. I'm kind of losing you here, but uh, I appreciate you guys and uh, look forward to a great year. So there you go. That was the conversation right there with former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader. Again, he was a 2022 Salute to Service nominee by the Silver and Black, and he does a lot of work with the military uh, in the Vegas area and all over. I mean, Jay's just a, a really good dude and uh, never hesitates to help out our veterans, and so we got to definitely make sure we continue to do that. And also, as mentioned, uh, make sure that we honor uh, the ones that we lost, uh, You know, all the, all the great brave men and women that we lost, and that is what Memorial Day is all about. Coming up in segment number two, my guy, Jess Estrada. That's Army Vet Jess. I always mess up his Twitter account, but that's my guy. You'll hear the conversation I had with him on my radio show on Friday. That's going to come up after I tell you about FanDuel. And I don't know how much you've been paying attention to the NBA playoffs, but man, oh man, when I didn't think that there was a chance that there would be a Game 6 or a Game 7. Here we are. There's a Game 7 going on this evening, the Boston Celtics and uh, the Miami Heat. Miami looks like they've really, really messed up by allowing Boston that opportunity. But right now, it's still a good opportunity for you to join FanDuel. Make a break to FanDuel during the playoffs. You can get a no-sweat first bet up to 2000 Wait, hold on, hold on. Right now, new customers can get a no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. They upped the ante. It threw me for a loop. It was $1,000. Now it's $2,500. It made me choke. There you go. $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. There's no better place to bet on all the playoff action than America's number one sportsbook. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Get that no-sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Memorial Day. Salute to service here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. Earlier in segment number one, you heard from former Raider quarterback Jay Schrader. But how about a super fan, a big-time fan, and really uh, one of my best friends that I have. That's my guy, Jess Estrada. He's on Twitter, at Army Vet Jess, and uh, we always talk about, you know, the military, the armed forces, veterans, and, uh, you know, anytime that I'm around him and talking with him or hanging out with him, whatever the case may be so I had him on my radio show on on Friday and we just started off talking about Memorial Day and what it means to him um, it, you know today uh, Memorial Day is really important for me um, because it gives me a chance to uh, think about and reflect about all the um, you know about all the the people that have lost their lives normally what I do Memorial Day is I'll spend a good chunk of the day um, watching you know documentaries and and, you know, reading uh, stories about vets, uh, people that, you know, lost their lives. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's really important uh, for me. Uh, you know, I, I got a chance to visit the USS uh, Arizona Memorial. Mm. And, um, you know, it, when you go there, man, it, it, it's, it's 
it's something else, man, to, you know, to, to see the wreck there, or, you know, it's under the water and to think about, you know, all the people that lost their lives there, you know, that day. And, um, you know, it really hits home, you know? How important is it for us to not shy away from these conversations, but have these conversations and, you know, even talk to vets like yourself about what could possibly, you know, be going on through your mind as you're, you know, in society, you're very functioning, obviously. But I mean, at the same time, just be that friend and that voice to to talk to and bounce ideas off of. Yeah, you know, it's really important. You know, for someone like me, I I got out in 95. So it's been almost 30 years. Mm -hmm. But I can tell you that when you get out, when you first get out, it's um it's completely different. You know, you come back to, you know, what we call civilian life. And, um, you know, it, it, it's kind of like people don't even know that you were gone or that you, what you were doing. You know, you come back and, and it's totally different. Um, so it's really weird. You know, you, you know, when I first got out, um, you know, I was barely 21 years old, but it was different for me. You know, you go through you know, the whole time while you're in and, and, you know, you're training, you're constantly training and, you know, you're, you're preparing yourself. And when you come back, you know, it's, there's nothing like that going on, you know, and and it's kind of weird, you know, you, even today, you know, you know, we have service members all over the world right now that are, you know, protect actively protecting us. Uh, and, you know, we go about our daily lives, you know, with, without even really thinking about it. So I think it's really important, you know, talk to vets, uh, you know, just kind of be there for them. Uh, as far as uh, what you did while you were in the Army, kind of give us some of the details of what you did, what, you know, what was your role and, and, and how was, you know, the interaction with not, not, not the team that we look at now as the Raiders, the football team, but the ultimate team, which is the United States Army. Yeah, so when I was uh, in the Army, I was uh, what's called a cannon crew member. So I was in the artillery division. We shot cannons. I was on the, the one o deuce howitzer. Um, now with the unit that I was in was, uh, it was called a, a, a light division because we were what's called a rapid deploy, uh, rapid deployment, um, unit. So, uh, but one of the big things that I got to do, which was really cool is, um, I got to go to air assault school, which is the repelling out of helicopters. But the cool thing is, is we got to rig up the helicopters or the, uh, the cannons to the helicopters. And we got to uh, do missions where, um, they would pick the, the cannon up, pick us up, and fly us into somewhere where um, there was no roads. And they would drop the, the cannon, drop the crew, and we'd, mm. we'd fire and shoot. And then, uh, you know, the helicopter obviously would fly away and then come back, you know, 30 minutes later, we'd, we'd rig it back up and, and fly right back out. So that, that was really awesome wow. uh, experience that, that, you know, I've spent a lot of time inside of helicopters. Uh, so it's really cool. All right, so I've got to ask you, you mentioned earlier about, you know, people doing reading or research. For me, I didn't know that it was called Decoration Day up until, yeah. I want to say, the 1970s. But yep. what, what's one of the, what's a documentary or a movie that you can recommend people that you really enjoy? Um, gosh, you know, so um, some of the ones that I have are really less known, and I'd have to get the names, but they're mostly about the Vietnam War, and I even watched some of the documentaries and uh, they were from the, the Vietnamese side, um, you know, how they were talking about the Americans and uh, what they went through and how when they would, uh, you know, see the B-52s in, in, in the air, you know, they were just terrified because they just knew that there was going to be uh, bombs dropped. I mean, just, you know, just tons of bombs and, and you know, about them living underground and, and you know, all, all this crazy stuff. I don't have the, 
names off the top of my head, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, this this Memorial Day, I'll definitely be watching um, some of the stuff about the Korean War. Mm. Um, I have one uncle each from each side of my family, uh, you know, my mother's side, my father's side, both that were, were in the, the Korean War. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Right, yeah, so, and I got I, I got a bunch of other uncles that were you know in in Vietnam as well. So for you, when you joined the military, was this more of a familiar thing, or it's like, hey, this has been in my family for years, and I'm taking up the mantle? Um, you know, it's a little bit of both. Um, it's something that I had wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, you know, I always wanted to you know be a soldier. Um, but you know, in, in my family growing up, I'm second generation. My grandparents were from Mexico. Um, you know, my dad had a real pride, um, you know, in, in the flag and the United States and, you know, military and stuff. So it was just something that, um, I had just kind of always wanted to do. Um, yeah. That's awesome. That It really is. And, and you know, anytime we, I was saying, telling the store earlier, uh, anytime we like leave the store or whatever, and there's someone outside, you know, selling flags or whatever, you'll make sure you pick one up, even though you have so many of them already, but just kind of showing that honor to, to the vets that are outside uh, selling these flags, because we know it goes for a good cause. Also just, just saying thank you when you see a veteran or, or, or I see you interact with guys that have certain hats on and you recognize, you know, where they're from and, and what that means. And Hey, I did this. And, I mean, how, how, how much pride do you take when you're able to see guys around town and just kind of interact and share stories with? Um, you know, I go out of my way, Q. Um, you know, if I see a guy with a hat on, I'll talk about where he was at, where I was at, uh, you know, what we did. Um, you know, even when I go down to the VA, you know, I, I love going down there because I like talking to the older guys and, you know, just, you know, just talking with them. Just, you know, we shared this, um, like, brotherhood, you know, mm-hmm. and um, – so it's really cool, it, it, you know, and I love it. I have a, you know, I got the flag in my car. I got it outside my home. I got them inside the house. You know, I got them in my Raider room, you know, so I'm just uh, really patriotic. Um, you know, I'll tell you, my favorite song uh, ever is uh, the, the Defense of Fort McHenry. And you might not know what it, what it is, but everybody in the United States know what it, knows what it is. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm sure I know it. I don't know it by name, but I'm sure I know it. Uh, the yeah, way you, the- you know it, you know it by a different name. Okay. Okay. I'll uh, I'll, I'll check. I'll see what I, I want to know. What the mystery is now. I'm trying to solve the mystery. What? What? You want? Okay. So it's actually the, the our national anthem, but that was the original name of it. Oh, okay. See, there you go. I'm learning something. See, I didn't I, I didn't know what exact direction I was going. Right. <laughs> I knew I knew it was something along those lines, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And see, that's why we have you on the show uh, to educate us here. And I, I know that we've talked about this, and, and you know that you know me and the wife and the family were going to go to Hawaii for vacation, and that's where your son Jason was born, right? Yeah, he was born at a Tripler Tripler Army Medical Center. Yep. Nice, nice. So, I mean, how how cool is that? And, and it sounds like, you know, the Army was able to do a lot for you, and, and you were able to travel as well and and see some areas that you would have never seen or you might not have ever seen. And so uh, that was also a blessing that came from this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, you know, the, I, I, I feel like it's a little bit of, of what I could do for, for this country. Um, you know, I love this country. Um, you know, it's not perfect, but, you know, at least, you know, I believe this is the greatest country, you know, on on the earth, man. You know, there's no doubt. There's no doubt about that. I say that all the time when we all get at each other's throats and want to fight each other, and I'm like, dude, <laughs> we we yeah. have it a lot better than than uh, than the majority of countries uh, across the country. So, no, you're absolutely right about that. Finally, we'll get you out on this. Uh, it, it, what can we do? 
right? Uh, I mean, me and you, we we talk, we you know watch games, we do this and that, we go out and all the time. But just as a normal everyday average Joe, what can we do for veterans that may be out there to try to help them and try to ease them into uh, their everyday life that might not be as easy as what it appears to be on the outside? Yeah, so there's a lot of um, veteran organizations out there. I would just say, you know, donate to them. You know, talk to vets. Uh, you know, if you if you uh, find out somebody's, you know, just getting out or something, uh, you know, help them with the transition. Right, and just don't play football against them because they'll push off in the small of your back and they'll hurt you. Just saying. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, can, can I can I just talk to you real quick about uh, about a friend of mine who yes. uh, lost his life? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah. Uh, a, a friend of mine that I was in the Army with, his, his name is Staff Sergeant Scotty Bright um, from Mississippi. Um, in 2005, he was killed by a roadside bomb in uh, Baghdad. Mm. Yeah, and, and so, you know, I went to basic training with him, AIT, and then we served our first three years together. But, yeah, I just uh, found out that, you know, a few years ago, I, I didn't know that he had died um you know, he he gave the ultimate sacrifice for this country. There's no doubt. Well, we'll definitely be thinking about him and and all the other uh, you know ones that that lost their lives. All the all the folks representing the military that lost their lives on this Memorial Day and this Memorial Day weekend. And that's that's what we're doing here on the show today as we do the salute to service. Uh, great nugget right there, man. Thanks so much. Thank you for your service. Thank you for everything that you do. And 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 thanks for being a best friend of mine. I, I do appreciate you. It's been great, Q. Thank you. So there you go. That's my guy right there, Jess Estrada, a.k.a. Army Vet Jess. And uh, I don't know why I always mess up his Twitter account, but I do. But uh, that's my guy right there. Uh, just telling you what you know Memorial Day means to him, kind of what he goes through, what made him get into the Army, all that good stuff. I think sometimes it's it's good to do a deep dive, not only with you know athletes, not only with coaches, but also with, with just – Normal people, right? Fans, you know, listeners. Like as I mentioned, I had multiple uh, super fans on my radio show on Friday to talk about uh, Memorial Day, and I think that sometimes we just need to take a step back and do that. So uh, many thanks to my guy Jess Estrada for joining us there on my radio show on Friday, and you heard him there in segment number two. Coming up in segment number three, we'll keep the salute to service rolling. John Arnold, aka Peg Leg Raider. Why do they call him Peg Leg Raider? Well, literally, he has a peg leg, and he also got a peg leg autograph by one. Coach Tom Flores at, in Canton, Ohio, uh, during the during during the time when he was getting uh, inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So you'll hear Peg Leg Raider. You hit him, hear him coming up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Let's close things out. Strong segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast on this Memorial Day salute to service show that we're doing here. And you heard from my guy, Jess Estrada, in segment number two. Now it's time to hear from John Arnold. Really good dude. He's got a really good family. His son uh, is in the or went to the Navy. He was playing football in the Navy. Really good dude. So I've uh, been blessed to be able to meet the family. And uh, he was on my radio show as well, talking about his service, talked about what he did, also talking about Memorial Day and what it meant. So here he is, my guy, Peg Leg Raider from the conversation we had on my radio show on Friday talking about Memorial Day and what it means to him. Well, first of all, Q, thank you so much for having me on the show, and thank you and DeMond for just putting this show together. It's so important. Um, as we're coming up to Memorial Day, for me, uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's the start of summer. A lot of people are out and barbecuing and taking some time with their family and everything, but I, I always take a minute and reflect on those who we've lost so that we have the ability to have a good weekend with our family and barbecue and everything. And I'm just 
I also go out there and barbecue and everything because those will be lost would want us to continue to carry on and, and to celebrate and, and use that time um, that they've given us in our freedom. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And you, a 10-year active duty Army, medically retired Staff Sergeant in 2007, and, and we call you Peg Leg Raider for a reason. I mean, you have a peg leg. It's a, it's a, it's a Raider. Uh, Tom Flores autographed it for you in Canton, Ohio. I was right there when it happened. That was awesome. But, I mean, just – being on the ultimate team, we talk about the Raiders, we talk about football, we talk about the sports team. What is it like for you when you were on the ultimate team? So it's funny you ask that. So as, as I've been listening, um, hardcore Raider, I kind of got emotional. Um, and I can't, I can't get your boy's name right because you can't get him right. So Vegas Jeff, we're going to call him OPI guy. So okay. OPI guy was talking about um, being a cannon conquer. That's our slang for him and doing air assault. So I came out of the 101st Airborne Division. If you watch Band of Brothers, that's um, my unit, and we are the Army's Air Assault Division. So it, it, as folks are talking, I'm just noticing my connections to all of them. I've never met them. We probably didn't serve together, but we have things in common. It's just it's, it's the greatest club. It's the greatest fraternity in America, the military is. Yeah, there's there's no doubt, and I've enjoyed listening to the stories and, and things that I could never imagine. You mentioned Hardcore Raider, and that, that uh, conversation that he had, I mean, that really struck me to my core because we take things like that for granted. So so take us back to your experiences, man. What, what was it like for you? I mean, long time, 10-year active duty, man. That's a long time in the military. Just take us back to what you, you were going through. So I'll tell you it- – People thank me for my service all the time. It was my pleasure to serve. I loved every minute of it. I would put on a uniform again right now and keep going if I could. Um, so I was uh, Intel geek. I was a signal intelligence analyst. Um, then I was an all-source analyst. But also, as a, as a soldier, you're, you're an infantryman first. So when I was with the 101st, I was a 50-cal gunner. Um, and that's where I was when I had my injury. There was a IED blast on the front, front of the truck. And we had somebody try and rob a grenade in my turret. And I am here literally by a couple inches left or right. If the grenade would have detonated and the shrapnel came through three inches left or three inches right, we're not having a conversation. But all the, all wow. the shrapnel luckily got caught in my foot. Um, and I traded my foot for, for three people's lives that day. And that's a trade I'll make any day of the week. Amen. I mean, really, that's that's a hell of a toast testimony right there. Again, Peg Leg Raider John Arnold is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. NSA Roughness, DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about your son, and you, could you give us an update about him? Michael, you know, he played at the University of Navy. Well, he played for the Navy, the midshipman. Yep. How's he doing? I'm Thanks, DeMond, for asking and thinking about that. Funnily enough, we literally dropped him off less than five minutes ago. So I'm... <laughs> Uh, we live in Sacramento, or we live in San Antonio. I'm out. I'm from Sacramento. I'm out in Sacramento right now because my mom turned 70 on Monday. Nice. And since she's not in the car, um, we've been we've been bringing folks in from out of town. So my son came up from San Diego. Uh, she's stationed on a destroyer out there. He graduated from the Naval Academy last year, and he's going through and getting his Navy calls. Um, and we're bringing my daughter and stuff in to help celebrate my mom's birthday. Because it's also. Um, you know, one of those, I'm, I am blessed to still be here. And so just the ability to see my son and celebrate my mom's birthday, I, I cherish every minute of it because it really was close for me not to be here. How, how much pride do you take in the fact that your son did attend Navy? I mean, I know you were Army, but he was Navy. But just to know that he was doing that and serving his country as well and even playing football, how much pride did you take in that? Oh, I have an insane amount of pride in that. And I anybody, any Army-Navy game, um, 
all my army buddies were, were giving me a hard time for wearing <laughs> for wearing navy colors. But that's my son's school. That's my son on the field. Right. Uh, this year, I got to wear my, my army colors again. But just I come from a long a long military family. So my dad was a helicopter pilot in Vietnam. Uh, my grandfather uh, served in the Pacific during World War II. Um, my brother-in-law is a Marine. My son, I I didn't expect any of my children to join the military. So when my son got recruited from all three of them, chose Navy. It was when he swore in the first time, there were tears. Wow. And we pinned him. He read his uh, ensign rank is what they call the Navy. I was about to say the general rank. Uh, but when, when I got to put his rank on him, luckily it was a, a huge, huge rainstorm, so you couldn't see it. There were tears coming down. For us out here that really have no idea and have never been, you know, in, in, into the, you know, in, uh, onto the front line like, like you guys have been and, and experienced anything you've experienced, what could we do to help, you know, the veterans that are out there right now that may be trying to, you know, just get reacclimated to, to life as a civilian? Uh, I would say just, just talk to them. Every, Every veteran is unique. Every veteran is different. Every veteran has a story, um, a story that brought them to the military, a story of their military life, and then the story of what that transition piece is. Um, and I would also say extend that to their family. The family, the family unit is such a critical and important part for, um, for us while, our, while we're doing our military service and after, especially afterwards. So don't just think about the, the service member, but also think about the family. I think that's a great point right there, and that's what I want to make sure that we do and we focus in on as we head into the weekend. Well, thanks so much, man. Thank you for your Before, service. Thank you. Real yeah. quick. Go ahead, my man. Before you let me off the phone, i got to tell a goofy story real quick. I didn't realize you had Nate Boyer on. Oh, go for it. Um, but Nate Boyer is also connected to the Chris Long Foundation, Holly Long's son. Yep. And about five years ago, I climbed Kilimanjaro with Chris Long and Nate Boyer. Wow. Uh, and my peg, peg leg itself was up there, but what, <laughs> there was a father-son team, so Nate was up there with his dad, and one of the porters um, was looking at me and looked at me and looked at Nate, and Nate's about 10 years younger than me. He's looking at me, and he's looking at Nate, and he says, he points at Nate, and then he points at me, and he's like, that's, that's your son? <laughs> looking at me. And I was like, uh, nope, but he is now. So from now on, I call that man Papa Nate. I wish I would have known you were going to have him on. I would have had you mess with him for me. That is funny. Well, we can make that happen. Don't you worry. We can make that happen anyway. We got plenty of time to, to make that happen. That is an awesome story. I love that. And I didn't realize that you did that. Uh, I remember when uh, when Chris Long and them were, were talking about that. Now that that's a really big deal, man. That How was that experience? That was incredible. Um, Chris is just a genuine dude. Like all you, everything you see about him on this podcast, or anytime you hear about just him and the community service he does, it was the same year he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles and um, was the Walter Payton Man of the Year. And that man, for real, is genuine. Like that's that's just who he is on a day to day basis. Um, and so I climbed. I climbed about a week before my 40th birthday. Wow. I got back. And in the mail was an autographed uh, photo from Howie Long. Howie was congratulating me um, for, for, sign, for climbing Kilimanjaro. And it was completely unexpected, out of the blue. Nate just, or not Nate, but Chris told his dad. I don't know if Chris asked for it or if he just told Howie and Howie sent it. But that's the character that the entire Long family, that they are just incredible people through and through.
Man, between that and getting your leg autographed by Tom Flores, man, you're living your best life. <laughs> my, my, my man cable is going to be off the chain, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know that's right. Hey, man, great stuff as always, man. Hey, thank you for your service. Thank your son. Make sure you tell the wife I said hello, man. You guys are awesome people. You know that. Uh, love you like a brother, my man. Thanks so much for everything that you've done. And thank you for everything. The wife here, she heard you in the violin ear to ear. Um, I'll holler at you. I got a training in Vegas in July, so I'll holler at you for that. So there you go. That's my guy, Peg Leg Raider. You heard from Jess Estrada, Army Vet Jess. You heard from Jay Schrader. As I mentioned, if you want to go back and hear the whole show, you can. Uh, on my radio show on Friday, I had uh, Napoleon McCallum, uh, obviously former Raider running back. He was on the show. Had uh, Nate B- Boyer, the former Green Beret, on the show talking about Veterans Day. Uh, had Lucille on the radio show. And it had a lot of listeners call in that were vets as well and talk about what the show meant to them. Talked about some of their memories in, in combat. And I'll share one quick story uh, my guy uh, a hardcore raider he actually called in and, and said you know he was telling us about different experiences he had and and kind of left us with the the feeling of how how crazy it felt to be you know in a car or in a in a and I'm going to mess up this story so bad but uh in basically in a combat vehicle going down the road and not knowing who was out there in the fields if someone was about to you know fire some big you know who knows missile at you or whatever the case may be you know what i mean like if you were going to get fired on uh you know while you're while you're driving and it made me think that dang man like we take it for granted all the time you know i get into the car and you know i'll drive to la for a game or i'll drive to arizona for the owner's meeting or something like that and i'll be on this long windy road and really it's just nobody out there never in my mind do i think oh man i'm about to get ambushed but that's what those guys were going through and it was really it was really an emotional show so uh, if you want to hear more uh lvsportsnetwork.com you can go to the website it's up there all of its podcasted up there. Really good stuff. You can uh, always uh, get it wherever you uh, get your podcast as well. Uh, Unnecessary Roughness is the name of the show. But I thought it was a really well done show, uh, really well put together, and uh, definitely think that um, the, the the military deserves at least one show, right? At the very least, at least one show. So that was my Salute to Service show that I had on Friday. And then, of course, that was some of the sound that you heard from me uh, here on today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up tomorrow, Jay Schrader. No, not Jay Schrader. Jimmy G. We might need to call Jay Schrader, right? Now that Jimmy G is uh, still on the shelf. No, it's going to be Jimmy G, Jimmy G, Jimmy G. A lot of Jimmy Garoppolo conversation and what that could potentially mean, his injury could potentially mean for the upcoming Raiders season. We'll do that on tomorrow's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Until then, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.